The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is the first Thursday of the month. That means it's question and answer day. I've been sitting here talking with my team of guides, and I know I'm not alone. My guests today are you, so I hope you'll call in. We already have Susan and Florida and Deb in the queue, so just know that I will get to you three in that order right off the bat. And anybody who calls in gets entered into my drawing for one your choice of one of my three online courses so I am going to write your names on little slips of paper here. I even set an alarm so I don't forget to do the drawing. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. But I look forward to anybody calling in with a question that benefits everybody. So it's not for personal readings, just questions that my guides or I can answer for you about the afterlife, spirituality, the world, whatever you'd like to ask of the spirit world, this is your time to ask. And the number to call is 816 816- Two five one three five five five. But before we bring in the first caller, I'm so excited to announce that we have a new page on my website, and it's frequently asked questions. And it's completely thanks to my guides and my wonderful assistant Bev for putting it all together. Over, oh gosh, more than ten years, we've been gathering the answers to questions that have been given from Sanaya, my guides. And Bev has this whole library, and she has called them out and put them into categories. Wait till you feel the energy of the answers, all of them with reference to when they came through, how they came through, and also an entire index of the hundred some topics covered in my Q&A videos. And you can go immediately to the video where that's answered and they're even time stamped. So you can go right to the question if it appeals to you. So the way you find that frequently asked question page, go to SuzanneGiesman.com forward slash FAQ. It's going to be great for anybody that can't sleep in the middle of the night and just wants to spend some time roaming around through all the questions. Just see how they speak to your heart. And I hope that it speaks quite loudly. 
I also want to give a big thank you to my other wonderful friend and assistant, Lynette. She's my radio show assistant and scheduling assistant. This show could not go forward if it weren't for her. I probably would have given up well over a year ago if I had to continue scheduling all the wonderful guests we have. She takes care of that and does so beautifully in the background. So thanks to Lynette. Can you hear everybody clapping, Lynette? Yay! One other announcement before we bring in a guest. I'm doing a charity workshop online live February 20th. It's called Shedding Your Skin and it's all about changing your trials into triumph, moving from fear to freedom. I'll be sharing some really awesome, uh, miraculous evidence of the web of connections that we're all part of, how spirit works through us to teach us lessons. And I'll give some really great tools for clearing out fearful emotions in you. That's February 20th again, and you can find out about that on my events calendar. Actually, just go to my website. Right at the top of the home page is a banner with a link to that. You'll see a funny picture of my wonderful husband, Ty, with a little ceramic snake acting kind of goofy. Ty, not the snake. <laughs> All righty, so enough of that. Let's get to the interactive part. And I am going to click the button here and bring in Susan. Susan, welcome to the show. Thanks for waiting. Hi. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Um, I just finished your mediumship course. And um, very unfortunately, during that course, um, my dad was uh, crossing the street to go take a walk on the ocean and was struck by a car and killed. Oh, my and goodness. And that got me really thinking about exit points. And I know I've heard so much of your teachings regarding exit points, but is and so an exit point i know that is generally sort of a predestined um benchmark mm -hmm. and i got to thinking well what is predestined is it a date is it an age is it a is it a means of death how they transition is it a is it a evolutionary stage in your spiritual growth what? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, well, f first of all, let's all send you just some beautiful love, loving light for you and your whole family, because what a shock that is to everybody. Uh, yeah. But I'm so grateful that you were in the course and hopefully are, are using the tools of learning to shift your focus and realize that we're all more than human and to shift to the mm -hmm. soul's perspective that certainly your father is enjoying now and and to see this whole from a different per, whole thing from a different perspective because it certainly is a tragedy at our human level but at the soul mm -hmm. level yes there are these things that we call exit points and notice that it's plural everybody who's listening mm -hmm. that what we've we've discerned from the spirit world is that there are certain as you said predestined times in each person's life where that's a possible exit. Now, sometimes <laughs> through the near-death experience literature, we see that it's not just possible. It has to happen then if the body, as in the case of your father, is just, just can't work anymore to traumatize, then that's a definite exit point. In other cases, the soul actually makes a choice. Am I going to take this exit or not? If the body is reparable, that's what I'm getting at. But as for you know the specific timing of it, my gap, my guides are actually giving a, a kind of understanding nod to me that we humans want to 
totally categorize things and understand things, but understand that in the spirit world, there is no real time. It's just a matter of has the soul fulfilled its purpose? Has it learned the lessons or worked on the issues that it needed to work on? So it's more of a sense. Let me just check in and make sure I'm getting this right. Yeah, they're showing me hands going out in a big circle, like around a certain time period in someone's life. Have they had the full relationships that they needed to? Have they had the, the certain issues fleshed out? So I'm seeing that each person is unique, and they're actually showing me a calendar that for some people, there will be an exact date because a specific date will carry great importance. For others, it's more about the manner of passing. For others, it would have to do with where they are emotionally. And so you can see there are many variables. It's all about, they're showing me the vibration that surrounds that passing itself. So what learning can this provide to others who are still here? Has the soul that crosses fulfilled its life? So I hope that makes sense to you. Yeah, it, essentially it's all of the above in terms of my questions. It, it could be a date. It could be an evolutionary yeah. level of consciousness. It could be the means of passing. That's so interesting. And and the woman that um, obviously her life was, was devastated as well. Sure. She was the yeah. unfortunate person to, to run into my father. Would that have been part of her soul's purpose to actually, per, to actually, you know, cause death the, in another the, human? The guides are shouting at me right now, forgiveness. So this is an issue that she needs to work on for self forgiveness. But, but, they're saying don't quickly jump to the conclusion that their lives were meant to intervene. It's an opportunity. You have a person who's one of their soul's missions is to work on self-forgiveness. Then you have another person who's nearing an exit point and you can see this coming together. But that oh. that coming together did not have to happen over the course of 80 years or so. Do you know what I'm saying? You yeah. understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the, wow. the reason I trust this this exit point from a personal standpoint is my stepdaughter, Susan, who passed, had a, a rollover incident in her car not too long before she passed struck by lightning. And yet she wasn't hurt. So I feel that her body her you know, her soul was trying to find opportunities for her to leave because all that had followed, all that ensued, the many lives that have been changed as a result of her passing had to happen and she had fulfilled her purpose but because that car accident it didn't happen then now we have a bolt of lightning out of the blue so mm -hmm. we can look at this that if your if your father hadn't passed at that time there could have been something else that happened right Ultimately, yeah then, we don't know the answers till we get to the other side but if this feels right in your heart sure. then i hope it helps you yeah, and then would you extrapolate that to all of the unfortunate people that are, their lives are are um, ending because of coronavirus, that perhaps these were people that did have exit points somewhere around this time, 
any way. I wouldn't just. I get a, a huge thumbs up to that right now, and yeah. it's uh, yeah. uh, I'm hearing the word willingness that the soul willingly says, if others can learn from this, then mm -hmm. fine, we'll go. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, wow. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You take care. Okay. And I hope that okay, things that you've you. learned you can use to help your family find comfort as well. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. You're All welcome. Right. Bye, bye bye. Yeah, these are tough things when when we can learn to look at death as a as a natural transition. It changes everything, but it doesn't make it any less painful because we certainly still grieve. All right. Florida is your name, not where you're from. Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. How can we um, help you today, hopefully? It's amazing to talk to you, you know, not in person, but just to be able to, you know, talk to you. Thank you for all you do. You've bought me a lot of comfort the past, I'd say, two weeks. Um, okay, uh, I've been seeing numbers in uh, like two, 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 three, 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 eleven, eleven, twelve, twelve, and so on. I just want to know there's two parts to this. Um, what do they mean? And uh, for me, I saw them, and then like two times uh, since November till now, and both times at the end of seeing them constantly. Some people have passed on. So I was okay. wondering, is it like, for me, okay. is it like uh, aware, be aware, or I was just wondering. Okay. Well, the, the first thing I would tell you is to not feel fear. Don't program fear into that. Don't foresee it as something to bring you fear. Rather, it is be aware, not beware. I laughed when you said 222 because I just looked up the number 222 earlier today to see what the meaning of it is. Repetitive numbers are a way that those in the spirit world use to get our attention. There's a magical feeling to it. For those of you who aren't grieving, you know what I mean. It's a, it's a like a, oh, it's a God wink. It's the way the angels, our spirit guides say, pay attention. Somebody here cares about you or is thinking about you or there's something you need to know. And so... And one instance, I'll be sharing this in my monthly mentoring web webinar Tuesday night, had a really magical thing happen during a reading yesterday. And my sitter sent me a screenshot that related to that magical incident, and it had the number 222 on it. She recognized that as a God wink. So I looked up, and you can do this anytime, Florida, and everybody else listening, Google metaphysical or spiritual meaning of 222, whatever the number is, 1111-333. And you'll see if you if you look at several of the responses for that number that come up in an online search, they're generally pretty, pretty much the same. And so in this case, it was that the person can uh, find strength in the things that are happening in their life now. They can look forward to peace happening in their life. These are just uh, over time when People see the same number over and over. It carries a message. Somebody wants you to pay attention. Now, that's how I would interpret you. If you've had several passings lately and you've noticed numbers, this is the spirit world trying to get your attention to say you're not alone. You have helpers here who will help you to deal with this passing. 
So now they're saying they're they're showing you there's a connection with consciousness. Ask us for help. They've already snagged your attention with the numbers. You get that? Yeah, boy, have they. Yes. So don't be afraid of it. It's actually a loving gesture to say you're not alone. Death happens in this world. You can see it as a tragedy or you can see it as an opening for your own spiritual growth. Now to view this in a holy new light. All right. All right. Thank you for calling. Thank you. And all righty. You look up those numbers and see what they mean to you. All right. I thank everybody for calling in and we're going to go now to Deb. I'm putting your number on your name on a little slip of paper here for the drawing. Okay, multitasking. How are you doing today? I'm good, Suzanne. Thank you. And I I want to thank you for all the uh, spiritual help you've given me since I discovered you a few months ago on on Facebook, no less. And I was on the last call you did in January, and I had the pleasure of asking a question. But your your work that you do is um, it's just amazing to me. And I I don't know if I'm going through some kind of spiritual awakening, but Mm -hmm. Um, I just have become obsessed with learning all that I can about. Well, you know, when you say, I don't know, but you express what it is you don't know, your soul already knows. And I can tell you that you are. Thank you. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the questions I have today is about manifestations and I've, I'm really, um, Working on manifesting wealth, um, I got laid off from my job last August, and my husband died last year, and mm. I am working diligently on manifesting wealth, and I'm I'm studying everything I can about these things from people like you and Dr. Joe Dispenza, Panache Desai, Esther Hicks, I could go on and on, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I tried to take as many tidbits as I can from all different types of people like yourself to try to uh, get better at what I'm doing. And and I'll ask for a sign, like lately I've been asking for a sign to see cardinals when <laughs> I'm getting closer to manifesting this. And Suzanne, you wouldn't believe this, but in the last week, I live out in the country and our home is like out in, it's just very wooded and very beautiful. And the cardinals have been thick, and oh, they cool. come and they stay all day. Like they'll, I'll see them twenty times a day now, and it's just, it just blows my mind how comforting it is. And there's this one meditation music that I play called the Moses Connection by Dr. Wayne Dyer that I discovered <laughs> about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And when I play that music, and then I hold a crystal in my hand and I say a prayer to give me a sign that my manifestations are coming closer. Like within 30 seconds, a cardinal will come up and land on my railing in my deck. And I just, I mean, it makes me cry with joy because it's so beautiful. Well, this is a great, great lesson for everybody with several points that I could make out of that. All righty. Number one for everybody, the, the holding the crystal, saying a prayer, the reason these work is because you are harnessing the power of consciousness, of awareness, which is what you at your very basic essence are. You are the expression 
of awareness and consciousness. So by focusing on a crystal or any object, by saying prayers or affirmations, you are focusing your intention. You're harnessing consciousness. So no matter what you do, you don't need a crystal, but if you use it as a focus tool, that's why it works. And prayer is a fantastic tool to focus awareness. When you couple that with the heartfelt feeling of your dreams already realized, that's manifestation. As you were talking about manifesting wealth, my guys were shouting at me, abundance. And one of the reasons that many people don't manifest wealth when they want it is because there's so much baggage associated with money in our world. You know, I deserve it or I don't deserve it. That was the point of today's daily way message, as a matter of fact. Or there's fear about what will people think or I don't have enough. But if you manifest abundance, abundance applies to everything. And abundance would be an abundance of joy in your life. And the more you're in the flow with joy itself, that's what I call source joy. The more you're in the flow of all abundance, love and blessings flowing into your life, then the monetary wealth actually flows naturally. How does that feel? Thank you. You know, I, I began journaling recently where I, I got a notebook and I, every day I write, I write a thank you letter to people like yourself, Esther Hicks, mm -hmm. many, many others. And I thank the universe for the gifts that they've bestowed upon me, such as yourself and all these people, because I consider all of you a gift in my life uh, as a synchronicity type thing. And I, I'm thanking the universe in advance for things as if it's already <laughs> happened. Beautiful. Perfect tools. And, and all of the people that you've mentioned, you've drawn that to yourself. And they are tools of your focused intention to help you manifest that. So it's a it's a vibration that you are aligning with. See? And so no wonder you're getting bombarded with cardinals. So just keep doing what you're doing. You're absolutely right on track. And and thank you for well, your, thank bringing you. the I'm, loving I'm energy here today. To get better at um, learning who my spirit guides are, too. And I'm working on that. If you have any hints or any suggestions on that. I would work? say go and use my getting to know your spirit guides meditation tool. It's on the HemiSync okay. page on my website. And okay. it's a great way to focus your intention on meeting your guides. You don't need the CD, but it has some good exercises on there. But you really just have to ask for them to make their presence more known in your life. And Again, you're already used to using signs, so ask them for a specific sign that they are already helping you. Uh, may okay. not want to expect to see them. I still, to this day, don't see my guides, but their presence in right. my life is just so clear in many ways other than our regular conversations that we have. Okay. okay? Well, thank you so very much from a heartfelt thank you. I, just, <laughs> I appreciate it so much. I feel it. My heart's just going whoosh. <laughs> all right. You. Thanks, Deb. Bye-bye. All righty. Look at I'm so grateful to all of you who have called, and I thank you for your patience. We have time for one more caller before the break, and that will be Linda. Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. I'm hey. so thrilled to get a chance to talk with you. 
I've um, taken multiples of your courses, and I just always feel like I have such divine guidance when I get a chance to listen to what you have to say. Um, My questions are about the process of dying. And I've been wondering about um, the use of drugs at the end of a life when obviously there's pain, but I'm wondering about the the experience being influenced by things like morphine um, during that transition. So I wondered, I, I've okay. never heard you talk about this. It's so interesting because I just answered that exact question in an email this this week about a woman whose daughter was given morphine as she was passing. And I can assure you, and I'm hearing it very clearly right now, let's just ask the guides, anything that can be used to alleviate suffering when given from the heart is condoned. And they want, they're, they're cautioning me with that word condoned. I have to put their vibration, it's just a frequency, into human words. So I'm trying to find a different word than condone. Is to be welcomed as a gift. Okay. So very clearly, we don't have to suffer. And they're showing us that the soul is fine. And so there's no need to worry about the soul being affected by any drugs. But the use of medicine to relieve suffering relieves not only the body's suffering but that of those around them all right Mm, yes thank you and another part of that is about the body once the soul has left i wanted to um think with you about i've heard multiple things about how long the body should rest before burial or cremation or whatever, um, allowing the soul a full exit. Can you speak to that as well? Yes, and the guides immediately speak to cultural influences that to the soul, once the it has completely disconnected from the body, it matters not what happens to the body. That is a cultural decision in a an emotional decision and all ways of treating the body that are respectful to the sanctity of life are honored that's what the guides are saying right now so whatever serves the heart's desire to follow that as long as the motive comes from a place of love and respect so the bottom line is there's nothing that needs to be done for the soul. The body was an extension and expression of the soul. Once the soul makes that agreement to leave it, then that becomes a, an opportunity for those here to practice giving love and honoring that life through what they do with the body. Does that make sense? Yeah. But how long does it take the soul to actually leave the body? I think this is the part that confuses me, ah, is that there's ah, a, a, the silver thread or something. Okay, about the, the I'm myth. hearing just but an after. instant. One instant is your answer, okay? Only okay. an instant. All right, Thank everybody, we'll so be back much. after three minutes and take more callers. Thanks for holding on. 
Ready. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Wow, the time goes so quickly. I just so love interacting with all of you, and I hope you all are benefiting from the questions. Okay, and hopefully from the answers. I'm turning to my guides for for the greatest advice, trust me. We're going to move now to Corey, and you've been waiting a little while, so I thank you for your patience, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Yeah, so... um, my question is slightly connected to the caller that asked about manifestation. A um, little bit different. Um, I would say that since I was very young, I've always been curious about spiritual topics. You know, at that age, like maybe I was into astrology and then mm-hmm. um, started to read like Herman Hesse and discovering Dr. Dyer and Deepak Chopra and all of, all of the people that she mentioned. But yes. my question is actually... Is there any harm, or maybe harm is too strong of a word, or disadvantage in becoming too immersed in these topics? You know, for example, people like a lot of your listeners want to learn how to communicate with those across the veil, but -hmm. sometimes I feel, aren't we here to actually learn how to function here in this plane? Like, my family will say, like, you're kind of addicted to these topics. (laughs) Talk to my husband. (laughs) I I try not to use the word obsessed. Uh, Stop laughing, Ty. It's it's more of a passion and driven and because we can't not do it when it's your calling to learn more. It's when that soul's fire has been ignited. I can see all of you nodding your head right now because that's why you're, you're with us. We're all listening right now. So the the bottom line is balance, balance, balance. The, what you learn on this path is, yes, we are human, but we're also souls. And so absolutely, Corey, we are here to live our human lives. But then once you realize you're a soul, the more you learn about this, the more joy you feel because the soul wants you to take away the programming that says you're only human. So then the question becomes, how do you integrate what you're learning into your human life? So you go out and you be fully human. You interact with others. Don't go in a cave and meditate all day. Get out and interact because people are your greatest teachers. They give you a chance to apply what you learn on this spiritual path because they'll push your buttons, they'll get in your face, and then now you say, am I going to respond in turn or am I going to apply what I'm learning and what I know as a soul? And then how about the ones that come into your life because you're now radiating this beautiful light. So not everybody's pushing your buttons anymore. Now you're drawn to a whole new group of people because you resonate with them. So just walk that balance beam and be human, but integrate the soul aspect. It's good stuff, huh? Yes. 
Yes, no, that's that's great. That really makes so much sense for me. And, and you know, I am a teacher, so I do have those uh, opportunities all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, but sometimes when, like, you talk about spirit guides and how to learn how to listen to them and all of that, like, uh, you know, during the day I'll be like, I haven't tried to communicate with my spirit oh. guide. Maybe, you know, <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe... I shouldn't, you know, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. When you get that, that little, I haven't, that's very, oh, I got goosebumps. That's your guide's way of saying, hello, you haven't checked mm. in with us. There's a better way. <laughs> so you just, mm. on the fly, mm -hmm. you just, you just give a little shift there. You shift to soul awareness and you say, hey, my guides, what can I be doing now to change this situation? Or is there anything I need what to know right now? What do I need to know? So that's what I'm talking about, integrating it. You make it a seamless part mm -hmm. of your life, not just when you sit to meditate. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. Integrate and also trust yourself ultimately, right? Right. It's, it's all the self with a capital yeah. S. And so, oh, just enjoy the journey. Don't okay. you'll know yeah. when you're getting off balance if you mm -hmm. start, you know, the people around you are starting to feel they're not getting enough attention. Okay, ding, ding, ding. You can just mm -hmm. focus more on your human side for a while then. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you okay. so much. You're welcome. Okay. Take care. Mm -hmm. Thank you for calling. Bye bye. All righty. So we got Corey's name on the drawing. Now we're adding Lisa. I feel like I'm back in school with my little strips of paper. <laughs> Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. Yay. How are you? Good. Welcome, and thanks for waiting. Oh, gosh. Such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm such a big fan. Um, my, I guess my question or comment is um, right before coronavirus started rolling out, um, I I got a message from one of my friends who passed on, mm. and I do I do do mediumship and um, different healing modalities, and I guess my my question or comment is that I've been struggling with since this has been going on. I have been feeling so much pain, so much anxiety um, that it like overtakes the day. Mm. Um, and I've, I've been finding myself, like, trying to meditate more and ground more. Um, but I just, I guess for our evolution, I mean, I know this must be a necessary part, but it is so painful. Mm -hmm. And um, I just didn't know if you had any um, different modalities that you'd recommend when I start feeling so ungrounded, like I feel like the earth yeah. is about ready to cave in. And oh, goody. So oh, now we get to share some tools. I always love that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. And the guides, as you're talking, they're saying that, that phrase that's so helpful, pain is necessary at times to get our attention, suffering is not. So first of all, when you notice the pain, Actually, you can go to gratitude and say, thank you for pointing out that I can make a shift now in my focus. So that's tool number one, realizing you're the one that chooses how to view that. Is it is the pain is a sign. It's an indication to pay attention. OK, so now how do we release that uh, regular chakra clearing? That takes a little time clearing your energy centers with the intention to do that. But a simple breathing technique to Take in a nice, deep belly breath and release it very slowly. 
I just shared this this from my wonderful friend, the healer Annie Bond, shared it in my class yesterday about as you exhale, vision envision yourself releasing anything that doesn't serve you, carrying the weight of the world or whatever it is, into a cloud in front of you and then holding it up to the sun to be purified. The sun is truly just a metaphor for the light of consciousness. And you, by the focused intention of shining a light on that which you've just released, it dissolves. So you can do that with the breath over and over again, realizing that you're taking back your innate soul's power. You can't do that without realizing that you have a choice of point of view. Are you going to stay in the human point of view, which says, oh my gosh, we're all suffering, this is so awful, or shifting to the soul's point of view that says, isn't this interesting? If I don't allow that pain to take over my human awareness, I can be an agent of change. So awareness is the greatest tool of all. And just about any tool you can come up with to move that outside of your body will work. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, uh, sometimes I do a better job than others, but, um, it's just been so, uh, I mean, are you hearing this from a lot of your clients? Um, the heaviness? Oh, sure. I mean, we can't help but feel it and I'm picking up on it too. So there's just a lot of self care that, that you can be doing, uh, body work, uh, boy. Get out and get fresh air. Take more walks than normal. We need to get out in nature, away from from television, away from news. Just reconnect mm. with our true nature regularly. It's definitely out in the <laughs> in the air, but nature grounds us much better. All righty. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, Michelle, guess what? It's your turn. You're Hi. on the air. Hi, Susan. So nice to meet you. Same here. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I was, I'm so happy. Thank you for what you, all you do as well. Um, I'm grateful an honor. to have, I'm grateful, so grateful to have um, been introduced to your Hemisync CD. And it was by that chance meeting of, uh, of of the meeting of the minds and and I'm just uh, discovered every, you know all, all the goodness on your website if I um, could just stop for a second there which which CD are you talking about um this was for the uh, CD for the medium mediumship part mediumship to, yeah wonderful because this is a chance for me to tell everybody I forgot to mention there's a brand new release out this just came out in the last couple of weeks, and it's part of a brand new series. We had the mediumship mm -hmm. series. Now we have tools for awakening, and the first one was totally channeled by my guides, and it is getting to know your true nature. Really great reviews mm -hmm. coming in on that one. So, oh, great! Yay! All righty. So sorry to interrupt there, but that's a great. No, was of course not. Very helpful. So how can oh, we help you? So many, so many questions, but. Um... I guess let's see what would what would be the, the, the I'm, I'm I'm curious to know um, when our ears ring when our ears ring um, is that is that a sign is that a sign usually from spirit and the guides are saying that it 
can be either. Many times, many times it's simply a physical challenge that's going on. Oh, interesting. They're saying blood pressure. I don't know anything about ringing in the ears whatsoever. But but they're saying many times physical, but if it is a sign from spirit to pay attention, the way to find out is to simply take a deep breath and get centered. That means Mm -hmm. relaxed and move your awareness out of your head into the heart area and then listen in that momentary Mm -hmm. pause where you've now kind of quieted the mind. You Mm -hmm. ask from the heart to higher consciousness, what does this ringing in my ears signify? And hopefully beyond the ringing, some Mm -hmm. awareness will arise and you'll get some insights. I see. Okay. And and does it does it matter in terms of spirit? Our, can can we communicate in our minds with our loved ones that have transitioned and spirit in our minds instead of you know mostly in our minds. Instead, that is how we communicate. Instead of right. instead of what? Right. Of uh, like verbally, out loud, I should say. Oh, I see what you mean. Silently. Yeah. yeah. It's all yeah. through consciousness, which is how we what we mm-hmm. call the mind. But mm-hmm. because it's a consciousness energy, it does not have to mm-hmm. be verbal. In fact, okay. it's, you, when people speak to me from across the veil in a foreign language, it comes mm-hmm. through my mind in English, if that's not a language that I speak, because oh, nice. it's really just a <laughs> signal. It's a signal. Mm-hmm. So... All you need, you can communicate with your loved ones without any words at all, even mm-hmm. silently. Just send a burst of love, and they can translate mm-hmm. that quite easily as "I love you so much." So, oh, yeah, don't have to speak Thank out loud. So Just do it from the heart, and they'll know what you're saying. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you for calling. <laughs> oh, I love chatting with all of you so much. So, Anne, I get a chance to talk to you, and welcome. Hi, Suzanne. Can you hear me? (laughs) Hey, I wanted to thank you so much for all that you do. I really, you've helped me so much over this past year. You have no idea. But I do have a question. I hear so much about people getting dream visits, Mm -hmm. and they're experiencing their loved ones while they sleep. And I have done everything I know, set intentions. I've, you know, done a lot of different things, and I hardly ever think I've only gotten a couple. Is there something that I could do to increase the um, chance of having this? Oh, well, but you have had a couple. Yeah, back in the beginning, but nothing like what people talk about, that they feel them and they hug them and all Mm -hmm. that other Mm -hmm. good stuff. No, nothing like that. So before we get to the answer of how to increase them, just for everybody who's listening, if you're not familiar with dream visits, they're so much more solid than a regular dream. So to simply dream about your loved one is wonderful. They're always in your subconscious mind. But a visit is unforgettable, and it does not fade away when you wake up. It's very solid. So... What the guides are saying, they're shouting out the word resonance. The reason that dream visits are possible is because they can see in your energetic field while you're sleeping. Aha, she'll be able to sense me right now. They've got to just catch you when you're vibrating at just the right 
frequency that you'll be able to pick up on them being present with you. And what do I mean by that? When I do a mediumship reading, when any medium works, they need to come into a state of being in their energetic field that resonates with their client and those in spirit. And it's just done through focused intention. So really that is the best way to bring these dream states about. It's by before you go to bed, Ask for your loved ones to visit you. Set the intention that you're open to that visit and you welcome that. But truly, they don't happen that often, even to those who do this every night. So you can't guarantee that it's going to happen, but that will certainly increase the probability of it happening. All right. Okay. Keep trying. Hey, I look forward to seeing you in Missouri this summer. I hope that. Ah, for, yeah, we're doing a, a retreat, a limited uh, seating retreat in Unity Village in June. I, I believe the two sessions have filled, but we do have a waiting list. So, oh, that's wonderful that we'll get to meet then. Yeah. Terrific. Thank you, you Anne. We'll see you there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I believe the name is Shireen. I may be wrong about that. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, no, you got it right. Can you hear me? I can, and I'm so thrilled I got it. I, we're using a new engineering system here on the computer, and it's it's like taking an eye test. Little letters, blurry, and then an unusual but very pretty name. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I have to apologize first. I, I don't know if you can hear my children causing a ruckus in the background, of course. They were oh, busy nothing to apologize for, bringing a little extra joy to the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need me just until just now. Of course. Um, <laughs> but first of all, thank you very much for everything you do. I know everybody's been saying that, but I do want to start off with gratitude. I've had a spiritual awakening, was led to you through some synchronicities, and so it's just your work has been so powerful and amazing for me. It, it amazes um, me all, all this gratitude that I feel. I'm I just love helping everybody, and to feel that love coming back at me is the greatest gift ever. So thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a somewhat strange question to ask. I, I don't think I've just only been recently going through your archives with your um, radio show and your other offerings on YouTube, but mm-hmm. um, the concept of negative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of cultures have ways to ward off evil eye or bad intentions from other people. Um, you know, some cultures have black magic or voodoo that you can protect yourself against. And, uh, you know, does it, do you have to believe in those things in order for them <laughs> to be effective? <laughs> okay. You know, like if so, you don't believe in it, does it this not This is such you? a great question. And I used to go, oh, no, we can't talk about that. You know, because I don't want people to get freaked out. And now it's just this. We are in the world of duality, the yin and the yang, the black and the white. So I love that you called it negative energy. We could just call it lower energy. We give it we say negative and we right away think bad. Oh, no, get away from me where it really is, again, an indicator. I say again, because this came up in a previous question, an indicator of something that's opposite our true nature as a soul which is light. And so you cannot have the, the light without the darkness in this reality. That's part of how we learn. It's part of the rule set that you come into an earthly body, you are going to deal with darkness and light. And you asked about, you know, what do you, 
Oh, I wish I could remember how you just worded that. But you mentioned black magic and voodoo and evil spirits and negative energy. It's all the same thing. Okay. It's just the opposite end of the light. And the reason one might experience that is because there's something there for you to learn. So how you react to that vibration coming into your awareness is an indicator of how much light you've already revealed within yourself. So if you respond with fear, ah, there's a great opportunity to bring lots of light in. If you say, oh, that doesn't feel so good, let me just reveal a little more of my innate light, then you can see that you've done a little bit of learning. Because the bottom line is we are light beings in a human form that came here to experience darkness and light. So if you're drawing to yourself experiences with lots of black magic, voodoo, evil, negative energy, whatever you want to call it, based on your culture, then just examine where can I bring more light into my life? Okay. okay. Uh, Thank you. I love, I love that you gave us a chance to see how we don't have to automatically go to fear. Because we, we are love as... That is who we are, love in a human form, and fear is the opposite of that. So just look at it, be willing to face it, and we see it for what it is, a temporary experience of the human when our permanent eternal state is the light. Wow, is that freeing. So thanks for giving us a chance to talk about that. Can I just ask just a tiny subtle question with that? You may. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I should have said may. Um, no, no, my mother used to do that to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not necessarily that you you must give weight to it in terms of believe in it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that it is there. If you mm-hmm. if you sense it or feel it, you can you know ask for divine protection or you know I guess different cultures have different ways of mm-hmm. <laughs> different. Yeah, that's what we didn't like address in your question. So yes. Asking for divine protection is giving is works. It works because you're focusing your attention on a way to heal that. But more powerful is to know that you are an expression of the divine and say Mm -hmm. and affirm, I am this light. There's no need for fear. So you just turn up your own light. By all means, ask for divine protection if that's the way you feel will work. But to come to know I am the light, a finite expression of it, and to pull in more of that divine light, it's the same thing, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I recently uh, talked in class about, I know it was on one of my monthly mentoring webinars where we talked about a guy who wrote a book about extraterrestrials, and he was being awakened in the night by these ETs, and I thought, this is bizarre. You know, he was really frightened by them until he realized he was attracting that into his life. Mm-hmm. And once he realized what was going on, that he had something within him that needed to be healed, he no longer had those experiences. Because that's really what everything is, an experience of consciousness. Yeah. We are that consciousness. So embrace all experiences and ask, how can I bring more light into it? All right? Okay. All right. Thank <laughs> you very much for your time. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Now let's see. Have we already talked to Laura? I think so. Oh, there's somebody new. Is it Vina? I may have the name wrong. 
Am mm -hmm. I saying your name right? Mm -hmm. Wow, Dina. how about that? Welcome to the show. So hello, Susan. Oh, I'm so excited. I didn't even know that I would have the chance to talk to you. I said, oh, I think I'm just going to drop from the list. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what, what do you bring to the show today? Okay, uh, last year, on May the 22nd, I had a dream exactly on those, that day that it was so clearly in my dream, somebody said, repeat the number 2259. Mm -hmm. And on the year of 22, I'll be 59 years old. Okay. I don't know what is the meaning of it. The meaning of that is what it means to you. See, we each have our, our, our brain is a filter. Everything that arises in awareness in this awareness goes through the filter of our consciousness. So when you heard that, what was your first thought? I don't know. I'm, I'm just feeling like oh, something amazing will happen. Um, because, um, I just lost my daddy that year, last year, and it was so bizarre that the last rosary that he was wearing before he passed ended up in my purse, and I didn't put it. When I came from overseas, I returned home, and I was cleaning my purse, and I said, oh, my God. How did this happen? Why is in my purse? My daddy was not walking. He was already ill in bed. And how ended up with me? I don't know. But it's the okay. most Okay, Bima, we are going to run out of time, and I don't want to cut you off, but I have to just get to the okay. bottom line here before we do. You, We hear okay. things, things arise in our consciousness like numbers that are meaningful because higher consciousness wants to get our attention. You can't help but pay attention okay. to these God winks. So you pull the thread and you ask of that same consciousness that sent you that message, what is the meaning of this? The most important meaning is you're not alone. There's somebody here to help you ask us for help. So, all righty. So I hope that's helpful. As we run out of time, I'm going to quickly do a drawing for, I'm mixing up the papers and the person who won for calling in is Corey. So reach out to bevgarlip at gmail.com and she will help you claim your course online. I love all of you. Come back next week for a guest and then we'll see you next month for more questions and answers. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. 
Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.